You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. And tonight, we are... What is going on, Queendom? Welcome back to episode 27 here on the Queendom Podcast. Thank you for sticking it out and coming back each and every week and showing your support, not only for the podcast, but for the amazing queens that are coming on and chatting each and every week. This week, we are going back to the West End and we are joined by the amazing Hannah Stewart. Uh, We chat all things from swinging to the drive-in and the emotions uh, associated with that. It is going to be... A fantastic chat. I can't wait to share this one with you guys. Stick around for all the announcements at the end of this episode. You're not going to want to miss them. But Queens, it is time to get down. So let's do this. Here we go. I'm the queen of the castle. Get down, you dirty rascal. Get down. Hey Queens and welcome back to the Queendom podcast. We are jumping back over to the West End today. Uh, joined by Miss Hannah Stewart. Hey, Hannah, how are you going? Hello, how are you? I am fabulous. It is so good to have you here. Um, oh, thanks for having me. Anytime. Uh, we're going to start you off with an easy one today. What's your favourite Disney movie? Oh, um, it's between Beauty and the Beast and The Little Mermaid. It's always been a bit of a toss up between the two. They've always been my favourites. Nice and easy. <laughs> um, what is the fav- your favourite show that you've ever seen? Uh, Billy Elliot, the musical. There was no thought behind that one at all. That was <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your dream role? Um, I think, again, this, cha- this is something that changes, but I think it's Fontaine in Les Mis, I think. Yes. Every, yeah. like, Les Mis is just like a staple. Like if, if it's not up there, like what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Um, what's your go-to comfort food? Oh, um, probably pizza or chocolate. Easy. <laughs> all right well guys we are here to chat all things six and uh i'm really excited about this one um what how did you find out about the show what was your introduction to six the musical um i actually am a friend of a friend of izuka who was in the, the first ever cast of yeah. six she's on the soundtrack as Catherine parr um so i knew about it right from the beginning um, and my friend played me clips of it and I was like, oh, so like interesting. Like, and she told me the background of it and what the idea was. And I was like, what a cool idea. Like, you know, making history more uh, current and interesting because, you know, so much went on. Like we, we're terrible, I think, in this country for not really knowing much about our history. Um, and it's such a great way to get people to engage with it. It's just, I think it's so clever. I think that happens all over the world. I feel like mm. education focuses on what happens elsewhere. It doesn't really yeah. focus really internally because um, like the same things happen with America and mm-hmm. Hamilton, for example. Like Yeah, exactly. It, it's one of those things that once it shines the spotlight, you realise how much you really didn't know and it's a fun yeah. way to kind of spark interest and then end up falling down the rabbit hole what's one thing, yeah absolutely what's one thing you've learned about either henry or any of the queens during this time like oh just how like forward thinking the queens were in general like they were really ahead of their time like catherine parr wrote a book and like you know it was just in that in those times it was just absolutely unheard of yeah um 
and I don't I don't know I just think how did we not know about these women like the incredible yeah. things that they did and yeah I just I was amazed oh there were like some really weird um sort of easter egg hidden facts that like you wouldn't know like um Catherine Parr married um Jane Seymour's brother Thomas like stuff like that after this was after he- Henry died but yeah. like things like that I would never have no, like just yeah. so it's all so intertwined and interesting. You almost and get to a point like, where you're like, what else can I find out? Like, yeah, is there yeah, anything else? Like that. You're like, oh, this is so interesting. Yeah. It is like you think, oh, history boring. Like, honestly, it is just like an episode of a of a TV drama or something. Like, it's yeah. ridiculous the amount of like relationships that went on and crossing over, and it's just yeah, it's yeah. mad. It's crazy, and I, I'm currently writing a couple of like walking tours for London at the moment. And um, oh, wow. just kind of going back through history and learning little things like about um, James Burbage and his relationship mm-hmm. with the landowner of the um, the land where the theatre was before it got torn down and taken across the river to the globe. And yeah, just little things like that, that you're just like, this should be a staple. Like it, it should be those those things I know. you don't have to go looking for this should be no and we walk around those those streets of London and we don't really know anything about them or yeah. you know it's so when you delve into some history of stuff it does get a bit addictive you're like oh what else can I, I want to find out everything I need to know like <laughs> sorry guys we're not talking about six anymore it's just going to be a history yeah, lesson with Hannah and I today um <laughs> so get ready get your notepads so and pens and strap in <laughs> um so you hear about it through Azuka um, mm-hmm. at what point was your kind of audition to become part of the cast? So I had an audition, um, around the time when Vicky and Courtney joined the show. So that, that round of auditions, I, I was in those, um, and I had never had so much fun at an audition. Like Toby and Lucy were there on the panel and Pearson, who were the casting directors, um, were there and they were just so I don't know I've never really been in an audition where you've been sort of bigged up or like outwardly encouraged like at one point Lucy was like okay I want you to imagine you're at a massive arena you're doing an arena tour and use your water bottle and I'll never forget it had this water bottle with avocados all over it and she was like just use your water bottle like that's your mic we're the front row of this massive arena like give it to us come on like this is fun and da, da, da. and it was just like the best experience they were just so lovely and they were very much showing that they wanted to get the best out of you sometimes auditions can be a bit scary or you feel like you're being judged yeah. even though no one ever wants you to fail because they're always trying to cast their show essentially but it just felt so welcoming and like yeah just such a safe place you could just like experiment if something went wrong it didn't matter and and then the dance, I remember there was like so much, so many of us in one room. And, you know, you're like trying not to like elbow <laughs> someone in the face. And but it was just a great experience. We started off with just like strutting across the room and like finding your like sass. And it was just so good. And from then I did, I got a bit sick, obsessed. So like I got through <laughs> to sort of the last stages of that and then I didn't get it. Um and then I, and I was really gutted because I was like, oh, I just really feel like I could do this really well. And. I um I then <laughs> then became obsessed with the soundtrack 
and just used to like run to it at the gym, like listening to it because yeah. it was just such a good vibe. Like it's, it's such a good exercise soundtrack. Yeah, like, oh every God, single so song, good. even Heart of Holbein. Uh, Heart of Holbein. That was a mashup. There we go. <laughs> that would be quite a mashup. <laughs> Heart of Stone. Like it, it's even though it's kind of like the the dip, it's still. Oh, it's not. It doesn't gym. lose energy. Like, yeah. you can feel, I'd be miming along all the words, like on the treadmill, people probably be looking at me and thinking, is she okay? But like, yeah, I, I just loved it. And I would listen to it like all the time, all the time, knew all the words. And then it came up again, the audition. Um, and I was like, right, I've got to get in. I've got to get in for this. And I was waiting to hear um, when my, because I was in through my agent, I was in for like a closed call. Yeah. And um and they were waiting to give me a date. And I was like, oh, I'm just getting like itchy feet about it. Like I wanted to just do it. And then they announced they were going to do an open call. And I was like, I know I'm going to get a closed call, but I don't know when it is yet. And I just don't want to, I don't want to risk not getting in. Like I, So I just went to the open, <laughs> Keen. And um, I went to the open call and like got there at 7 a.m. or whatever. And um, it's always such a long process with, um, with open auditions. It's just, there's so many people and, Luckily, I think I was like 60-something in the queue, so I was all right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we did like a couple of dance rounds, and then they were like, okay, we want to see you again, and you had to come back like later in the day, so then you have like four hours to kill, and you're like, oh, like got all this nervous energy, and, yeah, went back and then got recalled a few times. I mean, it ended up being about, I don't know, I think it was about eight, eight or nine rounds in the end. Like, it just kept going and going. Yeah. Um, but, again, they're just so they really direct you in the room, which is something that I, you feel like you're, you value, you value their time and they value your time. Like they're, yeah. they're actually giving you some direction and some notes. So that, cause it's nothing worse than if you go to an audition, you think you've done an okay job and you don't get it and you ask for feedback and they're like, Oh, we just thought she should have done more of this. And it's like, well, I'm not a mind reader. Please tell me <laughs> I can yeah. do those things. Like, <laughs> and whereas with this, they were like, right, great Hannah. But you're thinking too much about your voice um you know you can sing whatever we don't really care about that now we want to see the acting you know what I mean which is great yeah. because then you're like okay I need to just relax about my voice and I need to focus on my acting so they were just it was just the best experience I know probably the other girls have said the same like they're just the best fun and they're so passionate about their show and yeah just and all of the girls as well in the audition everyone was it was very much like a girl supporting girls environment yeah. like everyone was so supportive everyone was encouraged to like whoop and clap and cheer for each other at the sides and when it got further down the line with auditions and we were singing material from the show you would sing in front of all the other girls so yeah. <clears throat> you know all the other girls would be encouraged to do the backing so like if you were doing Anne Boleyn's <gasps> song then everyone would be going Ooh, like sitting watching you which was just so nice because it is very much like a, a concert vibe show so it just works so well. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. In case you couldn't tell, sorry. That no, I I love that. <laughs> that was so good. Um, was there any differences between your original audition and the second round, uh, like the second audition that you did? Yeah, it was just more intense. Like they um, they clearly had had a lot of interest, and the show had grown a lot. Like it had opened in town by then, yeah. and um, it was yeah you had to learn more material and there was like more acting um there was like more scene stuff they gave you and then and also you had to the second time round. the first thing you did was a dance round um and it was all in heels like you had to wear heels whereas the first time 
I auditioned you didn't you didn't have to do that yeah. um it was just all in like your trainers or whatever so I think maybe they'd learned from doing the first time like oh okay it's actually quite essential we need people to be experienced in dancing in heels because it is if you haven't done it it is really hard uh, I've <laughs> it's literally hard just pulled, I've got um like a set of like kinky boots that I just pulled oh, out of my car and I like used to be able to dance in those and I looked at them and I was like how like so I understand they're ridiculously yes. hard to find your kind of center of gravity again in absolutely to move the same way it's ridiculous yeah I know <laughs> props to you guys for doing it <laughs> god damn <laughs> um, so you get through the auditions mm-hmm. do you remember the moment you got the call uh yeah I was on my sofa. <laughs> I just had a nap, actually. Hilarious. And um, my fa- it was a sun. Oh, that's the right. It was a Sunday, and my my phone started ringing. It was my agent, and obviously I was waiting to hear. But you wouldn't usually hear on a Sunday. That's like everyone's day off, you know. And um, and I was like, "Hi, Simon, you okay?" And he was like, "Are you sitting down?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> He was like, you've got it, you've, you've got you've got six. And I was like, what? Because I was up for um, West End and the UK tour. So yeah. I didn't know which one. And I was like, where am I? Where, like, where have they put me? He was like, you're going to be making your West End debut. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, just, yeah, brilliant. Just couldn't yeah. believe it. Because that that's always been the dream for me. Like I've, I've always wanted to do like theatre and I've always wanted to do TV and film, but like West End was my ultimate goal. Yeah. And I just couldn't, believe that it had happened like it you know I'd been out of drama school for two years and it'd been pretty quiet I'd had a few things like I'd done a pantomime and I'd done like a film which was great and but it was like very you know there was a big space of time in between and I hadn't had that sort of big break yet yeah and I was like oh and you do go through those phases because it's a it's a hard industry like yeah um, you you find it sometimes hard to like keep your momentum and your drive and and I just was like, oh my gosh, I just can't believe that it's it's going to happen and that, you know, the hard work's paid off. And yeah, it's just, I just couldn't believe it. I was over the moon. So auditioning, did you, uh, and having that kind of love for the show, did you have mm-hmm. your heart set on, like, were you, did you see yourself as any one particular character? Um, no, not especially. I was in for... I wasn't the only two I didn't audition for were Howard and Cleves. Okay. So I was up for four four parts, and I always I think because um, I'm from Essex in the UK, and there's quite a I don't know a connotation with being from Essex, like being quite cheeky and um, a bit sort of flirty, I suppose, and sassy. And I thought that would go really well with Berlin, yeah. and I lo- I love her song and everything, and just her whole vibe is just hilarious and brilliant so I probably thought oh they're probably thinking of me for Berlin because of that like putting myself in a box really um but in terms of the like singing and like the depth of emotion like I love getting my teeth into like a really hardcore emotional song or monologue or whatever so in that sense I was like oh maybe Seymour or Par like so I wasn't really and then I wasn't really attached to one in particular. And then when I sang Aragon, I was like, oh, this is so much fun. Like, <laughs> I just want to be so, in the show. I don't care. Yeah, just give me anything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think probably initially Berlin. But as I got to know more of the characters and more of the songs, I was like, actually, they're all 
brilliant like yeah. in their own way and you can bring you know you think oh Jane's like the serious one but she's not like some of her lines are hilarious like yeah. Yeah. you have to just find those little nuggets and like make it your own which is what they encourage you to do so much which is what's so lovely about the show but yeah, yeah. had you swung uh, or swung slash alternate Mm-hmm. covered multiple multiple tracks before wow that was a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel that's how I felt when they were like so you're going to be covering four parts probably all six I was like ah um <laughs> no never I had never um been a swing I had never been an alternate um no we did a we did a swing project at drama school which was for like a term but that was just one dance that we had right. to learn I think five or four or five parts for um, so yeah, that was daunting. I was Hi, like, wow. You're going to make your West End debut end. <laughs> yeah. And also, yeah, I mean, at first, obviously I'm alternate Seymour and Par. So at first I just started with two Yeah. and that seemed manageable. I was like, okay, cool. I can do that. And then when they're like, okay, you're ready to move on to number three. And then number four, you're like, ah, okay, is there enough room in my brain for all of this? But it does kind of get easier the more parts you learn because you're, it's funny, you're like, oh, well, I know that um, Par is stood there. And you can almost plot it in your brain. Yeah, it? it's yeah. like process of elimination. So, yeah, it does get slightly easier. But it is, it's like anything. It's just a muscle that you have to train and yeah. keep using. Because now that we've been in lockdown and stuff, I'm like, oh, I really hope I haven't forgotten everything. And, <laughs> you know, you use that. If you don't use that, um, that muscle, then, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so going into rehearsals, what was your rehearsal period like? Um, obviously, <laughs> focusing on Seymour Parr. Um, mm-hmm. Who else were you kind of rehearsing with at that time? So, me and uh, Zara and CJ, we got brought in slightly earlier than planned because um, there'd been like some injuries and illness and stuff. And when we were in our first initial rehearsals, was I think maybe like three or three weeks in, something like that was when Toby went on as Catherine Parr. Okay, yep. So they were having, you know, they were like, we need to get these girls trained up just in case, like we need, we need some help. Yeah. Um, so we, we learned the show really quickly at first and uh, Colette and Shekinah were already rehearsing then as well because they were joining slightly before us. Um, And so there was five of us in the room and then slowly like Colette made her debut and then she wasn't there anymore. And then Shaq (laughs) did hers and she left. And we were like, oh, there's only three of us now. And that's really hard, like to imagine the other bodies around you like that. We found that really like challenging. Um, But yeah, and then eventually, so we learned, we learned it really quickly like that, just so that in, in case of emergency, we could go on, which did happen to both of us, Zara, well, Zara went on, I think me and Zara, but see, I don't think CJ went on as an emergency, but Zara went on and then I went on um, in September. I don't think I was supposed to open until October, but yeah, September I went in, I went on as Jane Seymour. Um, and yeah, and then after that, Courtney and Danielle joined us. So then we had like the official rehearsal process rather than yeah. just like, let's learn the show as quickly as possible. Um, we had like the whole package where it was like, we're going to like get to know ourselves and because they encourage you to um, bring an exaggerated version of yourself to your queen. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was really all about getting to know yourself, getting to know each other, um, like finding your, like I said before, like your sass and your vibe and like strutting and then all the history side of it. And it was quite, yeah. 
in depth in in that um, sense, which was so helpful because I thought we were just going to be, you know, learning it and going as quickly as possible. But it wasn't like that at all. It was very like measured and in depth and detailed, which was really helpful because I think you end up really caring about the characters. You think, oh my gosh, these women went through so much and they did so much. And I want to bring that to the show. So I think that was really important. We were very lucky. I feel like that's that's a big part of this show is the layers. And I've spoken about this in several other episodes on every single level of the production, lights, sound, Mm. dance, everything. It's There's layers and layers and layers. So no matter what, perspective you're looking at the show it's there's something there whether you're digging deep for the history or just there for the show or whatever it is like it it, something hits you because yeah they've literally thought of every single way people can perceive the show and being like yeah cool we're gonna get everybody it's so clever I mean it just it does blow my mind a bit like when we when we were working with Toby and Lucy it's just looking at them in awe really like they're so young and they've created this incredible piece of theater I just it blows my mind it's incredible their brains are incredible they really Um, are so with Seymour Parr they're kind of the two more emotionally driven characters Mm -hmm. um, and they also have that harder element to connect to um, of sorts mm-hmm. with Jane, obviously, with the, the loss of the child and that type of thing. How did you go about finding yourself in those two personalities? Um, it was quite a challenge, I won't lie. I um, I like, I mean, I think a lot, a lot of actors feel this way. I love playing a character, but you asked me to be myself, and I find that a lot more difficult. So when they're really encouraging you to bring yourself into your character, I found that really hard. And it was quite an emotional process for a lot of us, you know, like even down to the fact of like looking at your body and like we had to do this exercise where we had to like go to each part of our body, like your arms, your legs, and and say something nice about yourself and like, oh, I love you because thank you for doing this. And I found that really hard. When do you ever do that? Like you're so quick to criticize yourself or your body, you know, whether it's looks or personality, whatever, but to actually thank yourself and appreciate what your body or what you do for yourself. Like that was quite a, yeah, we all found that really like surprisingly emotional. So in that sense, I found it quite hard to let that guard down and let the more vulnerable sides of myself into those characters. But once you did, it's so cathartic. Like, it's yeah. the best release. Like, it's just so brilliant. And, yeah, they are they are probably two of the more challenging characters, I would say. But it's like you said before with the layers of the production, it's exactly the same with the queens. Like, you've just got to find those layers. Like, yeah. yes, Jane might get irate about, you know, Aragon trying to use something to do with her child as a, as a way to win the competition. But that that is deep-rooted. It's not just because yeah. it's not a flippant comment that, you know, why does she lose it in that moment? Like, you, it's all those little things you have to think about. Yeah. And us as humans, we're not we're not two-dimensional. Like, there is so much to us. And they're exactly the same just because we're seeing them as characters. They were people. Yeah. Um, and, it's yeah, it's just finding those things, really, finding those little bits that you can relate to and that make them real to you. Yeah. Um, which, I yeah, it was a really interesting process. I've never sort of delved that deeply into myself for a character before, which was really yeah. fun. Yeah, I love I, I love hearing everyone's story about how deep they had to go and how different 
um, directors and that type of thing push because you obviously got to work with Lucy and some of the other girls yeah. have been working with Franny and um, yeah. Grace and uh, the other directors out there and um, mm-hmm. it's just it's interesting how well in tune they are to the show but also the yeah. individuals that are walking in so they know how to get the absolute best out of you. Yeah. And it's just, it's an absolute testament to the. It really the is. Show. They're an incredible it's, team. We're, we're very, very lucky. So um, the ne- next, we've kind of gone through the acting side of things. Um, yeah. And uh, we haven't touched on vocals. Let's, so learning these two songs as well, they're kind of like the, they're almost kind of the park and bark and, get your story mm-hmm. across songs so <laughs> i um, love that phrase <laughs> <laughs> um yeah well they're the belty kind of yeah let's go songs so um what was that like um learning those tracks and not having that kind of arrogant no way and then they're like the get down kind of yeah vibe and have to find the emotional roller coaster in the song as well as the character and then figure out how to piece it all together I think um they're a lot more exposing um there's there is literally nowhere to hide especially with um Jane Seymour her I remember watching Colette make her Seymour debut and panicking a little bit I won't lie watching and being like oh my gosh it is so exposed it is literally you and a light yeah that is it I was like oh um that's really there's nowhere to hide for this and like it is yeah it's it's quite daunting but how lovely like how lovely to have no distractions all focus on you and your story but that's a privilege really that's very rare that that happens in a musical we're so lucky now that we can have you know, amazing lighting, amazing scenery, amazing costume, but sometimes it's nice to just strip it back and just focus on that story, you know, completely paired back. So I was at first scared, (laughs) but then... Just before we delve in there, like, I just thought of something, like, there's no set, really. Like, there's no moving set pieces to set the story. So when the stories are being told and there's those moments of kind of vulnerability it's literal vulnerability because yeah the only other thing happening is the other queens enhancing the story with what they're doing behind i've never mm-hmm. thought of it on that level as well like it's like yeah yeah i'm like thinking of like in my head just then i had like on my own eponine kind of with everything yeah else that happens behind her and then i was like this is like just this is my yeah. story. You've got to listen to this for a reason. Yeah, you have um, no choice. Yeah. Like, you have to listen to me. Um, we did a lot of script work. So, like, on the songs, not as songs, just as words, yeah. which was really helpful. And we did that in the room with each other. Um, so I had, like, in, in my rehearsal process for um, Seymour, I had one of the girls being my Henry and we worked out, you know, what is the point in the song where like he walks out of the room or whatever, she's trying to have this conversation with him and when does he leave and why does that, you know, before the massive yeah, what is the, what is the motivation for that? Like it can't just be an impressive vocal. It has to be, there has to be a reason. So that was really helpful. Um, And we did that with all of the Queens. So like you had the physical beings there to 
like make the story more real for you yeah um and yeah I I mean when you go to drama school like you're like oh I, I like to well I was like this anyway I like to sing and dance and and act and they're like okay that's great but we need to like strip everything back and we need to go back to the text and we need to like look through it and I used to be like oh but I just want to sing it like I just want to and that is really like that's great but that's really not the point like and you learn that I think the more you you go through drama school and like you're in the industry and stuff like the importance of understanding like because I I'm definitely guilty of being reliant on my voice my singing has been the thing I've probably done the longest so I just I I love to sing so it's it's quite easy for me to just be like I'm having a lovely time singing and disengage my brain but it's so important to switch everything on and make everything connected I don't know if you've ever had it if you're like singing or something and you're you suddenly become so aware of your body like I'd not be thinking about the song at all I'd be like oh my god my hands are my hands facing the front or the back or like like just weird things that you're like why am I thinking about that so it's about like disengaging all those weird things that happen to you and just focusing on the story and I think once we locked into that it it all sort of fell into place and we all we all had many a meltdown in rehearsals but like when we if you don't like are you actually like rehearsing a show like if you don't have that point of meltdown are you actually doing the right thing (laughs) those are the the points you you take yourself to that point and then after that is when the brilliant things happen so you kind of just have to go through it but we all had sort of a eureka moment where we were like oh I get this now this is what it's gonna feel like and okay I get yeah so yeah it was it was challenging but one of the best processes I've ever been through, honestly, like it just, it was just brilliant. And again, the support. And if you had a day where you were like, I don't know if I can do this today. Yeah. Someone else would be there to pick you up and be like, no, you can come on. Like we've got this, let's go through this together. And da, da, da. so it was very much like a team effort. I think, especially with alternates and swings, because especially when you go on to learning your like third and fourth tracks, there's someone else who's already learned those tracks. So you could be like, Oh, I could be like, Oh, Zara does Howard do this then? Or And you're there to like help each other out, which is so nice. I've gone on off on such a tangent. I'm so sorry. It's great. Like this is the whole, (laughs) I can't even remember what the question was. That was just such a good answer. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Yeah. I, I had a good question too, and I forgot it just as we... Oh, I'm sorry. It's no, I'm... it's all good. It was like a, it was an extension, but I can't see. Oh, um, being in the room, could, the arts is a unique venue for the fact that in town and some of the tour guys get to rehearse in mm-hmm. the same space that the show is happening. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. happen very often. So what's it like sharing the building, rehearsing a show, and then having the people that are currently performing the show come through like how, how does that um help learn the show um to that regard I think it's like you say it's very unique and it's a very lucky position to be in actually um because there are a couple of times where we'd had like a really intense day of rehearsals and um Franny and Freya who we were working with um would be like right let's go down and you know, we'd just be finishing or whatever. And they'd be like, let's go down and listen to like the end of the show or the beginning of the show, whatever was happening. And it, and it just helps you to see past, like you're not always going to be in that rehearsal room. Like there's something after this. And yeah. it's so nice to have that immediate reminder of that. Um, I've got a video on my phone actually of when they first took us down like the back staircase, like to 
down by the stall so we could just listen. And there's a, we've, got, we've got this video of us like all boogieing and being like, oh, this is going to be us soon. Like, it's really nice. Um, but again, with like the previous cast who were obviously at the arts before we joined the show, were so lovely. Like whenever we popped in and said hello or whatever, they were so welcoming. And when I went on as um, Seymour, <clears throat> I was on with like Millie and Vicky and like people that I didn't really know um, yeah. at that point. And they were so, because I suppose because you've all been through the same thing, they just get it. Yeah. And they're like, I know you're feeling really scared right now, but you've got this and you're fine. Like it, you, it does sort of feel like you're joining a bit of a, a six family. And as you know, once you've been in six, you never really leave. So, <laughs> so it, like I could be working with any of these girls at any point, really. Yeah. Um, and it is like welcome to the family. It, that is what it feels just look like. Just Zuka and Millie right now. Like, <laughs> well, exactly. It's crazy. Um. So, being in the building with those people that kind of originated those roles on the West End, um, how going on with JJ, Millie, Lexi, having those people that have been there kind of built the show what's it like getting to bounce off that because it's not it's not again very often like this show is hella unique right now because it's not very often you get the opportunity to one work with the the writers and the original creators of a show and to work with the original like west end cast of a show so what's it like being able to what was it like being able to like intermingle and learn off those people that have been there for an extended period of time doing those roles um just an absolute privilege to be honest with you like I remember when I met Nat for the first time um because we're we're from sort of the we're about half hour drive from each other where we're from but we're from a very similar area um so I know people who know her and like I'd listened to her obviously on the soundtrack and I was like a bit um not apprehensive really but like excited I suppose to meet her and but you have to do that thing of like you're not a fan like you're going to be working with this person like don't embarrass yourself (laughs) so um and I've told I've since told Nat this and she's like oh my god that's hilarious because now we're just like really good friends but (laughs) I was yeah in awe to be quite honest with you because like you say it's such a unique show yeah and they'd followed such a, an arc of a journey with it to get it to where it, it was. Like sometimes Nat talks about like, oh my God, this we wore this costume when we did it in, in, in Edinburgh or like, oh my God, we had fans when we first did All You Want to Do, like all these things. You're like, oh, really? Like, I didn't know that. So in that sense, it's, it's so lovely to be able to hear about the journey of the show yeah. um, and how it started. And Because the heart of it hasn't changed, but obviously no. it just gets refined and, and more, um, I guess, just slightly, I don't know, yeah, refined is the best way to put it. But, um, yeah, meeting them, I was just like, these girls, like, they've, they've got to, obviously, you have to be able to sing, dance and act, but they've also got to be, like, really strong characters because they've taken it all the way from a, a tiny fringe show all the way up to, like, a bigger scale West End production. And that's that's quite the journey to go yeah. on. Um, I think you have to be made of quite strong stuff to be able to cope with that. Um, And they're all just brilliant, like seeing the way they bring themselves to the roles and how different they all are and how it just works. Like, I think it's quite impressive 
from the casting side of stuff to be able to get girls that are so different and including the alternates as well but then any combination of those girls works on stage but that that is so clever shout like, out to do, Pearson because they're, they're yeah, how do you do like, that? like it's not even like and especially when you're casting doing like replacement casts like they've had Vicky and Courtney step in after they'd had Grace in there and then you guys yeah. come in it's not as simple as casting a show from beginning to end and having all nine people in the same room for an audition period. They're literally yeah. looking at you three and being like, cool. Yep. Yep. That'll work with that. And yep. Yep. Like. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> like how, how can you predict that? It's just brilliant. Yeah. But um, yeah, to answer your question, I was just, I was just in, in awe of them really, to be quite honest. Um, and I've, yeah, from beginning till now, it's just been a privilege to work with them. They're all such brilliant, strong, uh, independent, fantastic women. And I just feel very lucky to be able to work with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we get to walking through your debut, um, let's talk about getting your orange together and getting in costume for the first time and that face is exactly why I wanted to go this is good every time I bring up costuming everyone's like oh, oh my god let's go yep okay <laughs> so what was it like to work with uh Gabriella and get your kind of um queen put together oh my gosh I was so excited I remember going for like my first fitting um, after they'd taken the initial measurements and stuff, then we went and she was like, right, we've got a few bits to try on you. I was like, okay, <laughs> like so excited. And they talked me through the the peplum because that was a new addition. So my belt isn't just a belt. It has like a little mini skirt thing that comes off of it. Um, and they just think everything through so thoroughly. Like they were like, oh, because your first covers are Seymour and Par, we wanted something that was still edgy enough to be par, but still had like something to soften it a bit for Seymour. Cause they said something like in previous casts, they were like, we'll realize that it doesn't feel quite right to have a Seymour just in a trouser with nothing to break it up. Yeah. Like she needs to be softened slightly. Um, and that was the idea of the peplum. And I was delighted because it holds, hides a multitude of sins, that peplum, it is lovely. But um, yeah, I remember just, she was like, we've got this new material and showed me the orange like holographic stuff. And I was like, ah, oh, this is blowing my mind. But it's, <laughs> so cool um and yeah like they talked about the, the boots as well like we're gonna have boots made for you and it just sounded like the coolest thing ever and then gradually as you go back for different fittings and stuff new bits have been added like I'd go one day and I'd have like the shoulders would be on my top and like it's just it's crazy and so like interesting to see how it develops and they try different things as well they'd be like oh we're thinking like a long sleeve because you wear like a leotard underneath everything for my yeah. costume and they, they were talking about the sleeves and they, they thought they might want like studding on the arm. And then they were like, oh, do we want a crisscross? And the, the way they incorporate like Tudor fashion and make it rocky and current and pop star like is just incredibly clever. Like how they make it relevant to both times, both eras is just, yes, it's very clever. Um, and I prayed for that I would be the orange alternate. I was so hopeful. <laughs> not that they're all not gorgeous, they are. But I just, I'd seen Courtney in the orange and I was like, oh my God, I want that orange. It's so lovely. And the, the, the swing colours are just as iconic as like the main six. Like, Yeah, they've become their own yeah. like, thing. 
know, it's yeah. like a little cult following with, with, with the swings and i that's something before we jump onto you getting on stage just another thing i want to go um hmm. the reaction from the queendom so you you your casting gets announced um yeah. how did you go with the reaction of the queendom coming to your support and well showing their love we were, yeah we were um you know, uh, this is going to sound horrible. I mean this in a nice way. We were warned. <laughs> we were like, listen, these fans, <laughs> they love this show. <laughs> and it will be intense, but they're all, they'll all be lovely, but it's a lot. Like, just prepare yourself. I was like, okay. Like, you can't really, it's something you can't really imagine until it happens. Yeah. So I remember we were in rehearsals um, and we got announced and my Instagram was like my app was just glitching because it was just it, it couldn't it's never seen that much yeah <laughs> action in you know so I my followers I just couldn't believe it like I hadn't even done anything I was saying to Franny like but I might be rubbish like that you know I might I might do something go on stage and all these people that are following me gonna be like oh she's not that good like well you know I haven't done anything yet I felt I think I felt a bit of pressure in that sense yeah um but it's so lovely. It's like having an extended cast, really, that are just supporting you. Like, the support was ridiculous. Like, yeah, my followers went up. I think I had, like, 800 followers or something before I got the job. And they went up by, like, 2,000 in, like, a couple of hours. It was just mad. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on? Um, and just, like, I had to turn my notifications off of my Instagram because I was like, I physically oh, can't. <laughs> I did that to mine the other day. It just started yeah. getting ridiculous and as soon as something kind of catches a little bit of fire it just kind of explodes and then all of a sudden you're like okay I need I need to take a breath (laughs) mad and we did we did have some social media sort of training because they were like if you haven't dealt with this before like it is a lot yeah um which was really good really helpful and really like forward thinking of the production company um but yeah, it is ultimately just lovely. Like I get such lovely messages, even in, in lockdown where we've not been, obviously not been able to do anything or, or reach out to people much, but have messages just like, hi queen, hope you're doing okay. Just wanted to check in. Like, how lovely is that? It's like yeah. having an extended like friendship with all these people. It's just so nice. It's, it, it's, it's weird. I don't, honestly don't think going off like the fan bases that I've kind of like, I was a part of the Hamilton fan base at its very early stages. I was around for the Dear Evan Hansen fan base. Like, I don't think any fan base has ever had such a role in a show that the the Queendom does. Like, yeah. the way the producers have kind of t- poked a sleeping dragon and put a leash on <laughs> it and made it into something incredible is just props to them yeah. for forward thinking and thinking cool these fans are going to be what makes us us let's use them to our advantage and it's literally the coolest thing to be a part of so I can't even imagine it to be on your side (laughs) Um, I know it's a bit mad so now let's get excited uh you get the call Hannah it's Mm -hmm. happening you're going on see more let's roll yeah you get all oranged up and you're sitting backstage talk me through the moments before you yeah I 
well that day we'd been in rehearsals it was a Saturday and we took a little break and Franny was like Hannah could I just speak to you for a second and I was like oh my gosh <laughs> this is it I can this imagine Franny doing it too she'd just be like hey yeah just have a quick chat oh ha, must we um so <laughs> She was like, listen, there's no, I mean, she's, she's so lovely. She was like, listen, there's no pressure. If you don't feel ready, we won't do it. But there's been some illness today and we could do with a, a Jane Seymour. And I was like, right. Uh, okay. Um, and I was sort of having an internal battle because it's such a big thing. My, my, my concern was I didn't want it to go badly because I didn't feel ready and then scare myself for the rest of the time. And, but at the same time, I was like, they've brought me in early for this reason. Like if I don't do it, why have I been here for five extra weeks? Like yeah. I need to just get a grip, get over myself, take a deep breath and just go for it. So I was like, can I just have a sing through of the song? They were like, yep, yeah, cool. We'll sing, we'll sing through it. And it was, um, Joe Baton was there and, he was like, let's have a sing. I was like, okay. And just tried to not like think about the bigger picture and just sing the song. And I'd had like a cold or something, I think the week before. And my voice hadn't been like a hundred percent. And he was like, let's just see how you feel. Like no pressure. It's like, okay. So I sang through the song and he just sort of looked at me and was like smiling. <laughs> was like, well, well, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy if you are. And I was like, oh, so I just was like, oh, do you know what? Like F it. I, yeah, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Like, I need to just not think about it too much. Yeah, let's do it. So I had like, I think it was like two or three hours before the show. Yeah. So I was like, okay. They were like, listen, we're going to carry on rehearsing. You go like, get yourself some food, get yourself to the theatre. Because we were, we were at um, a different rehearsal venue that day. Get yourself to the theatre and like, just look through some stuff, chill. I was like, okay. And I was just walking around Covent Garden, honestly, did not know what to do with myself. I just was, I couldn't believe it was happening. I, I rang my other half and was like, please, could you bring me all these things from home? Because I had no makeup, not, like literally nothing. I'd just been up there with, for rehearsals with no makeup on and like, you know. And um, so he, bless him, he brought all my stuff up to London for me. And yeah, and then it, I remember it was, it was Vicky Mance's birthday um, because they were playing in warm-up. Um, Do you remember the 21st night in September? Because it was the 21st of September. So I was like, I'm never going to forget this because <laughs> so, but it was kind of good that it was it was Vic's birthday because it wasn't everyone was like oh happy birthday Vic and like I was sort of swept along with that it wasn't about me which was really nice because yeah. I think usually it'd be like oh it's your debut how are you feeling and all that and there wasn't really much of that and that really helped me um, and once I'd sort of said I was doing it they sort of not in a horrible way but they sort of left me to like just do my thing which I which worked really well for me it might not be for everyone but I yeah I just needed to like gather my thoughts and like look over my track and and it was actually okay like it was such a quick turnaround by the time I'd done my hair and makeup and got into the temporary costume the band one um it was like five minutes to go and I didn't really have time to panic yeah so and I, we'd been rehearsing I did know it but it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's just like ripping the ripping the band aid off. Like just go for it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, a couple of things went wrong. But before 
we went on, the girls were like, we've got you. Like, if anything goes wrong, we've got you. And that like, it's just the best. And like, I remember one point, like Vicky, bless her, she, I went to the wrong side of her. I can't even think what bit it was now. And she just put her arm around me and like moved me to the other side. Like, to, like but you wouldn't, you wouldn't know, you know, so supportive. That level of support is just like, I couldn't have asked for anything more. Um, and yeah, it was just the most surreal, brilliant day ever. And my parents, they managed to let my parents and, and my um, fiance come and stand at the back and watch. Like they didn't have any tickets, but they let them stand and watch, which was so lovely. And, um, and yeah, and then I, they said, oh, because that was the matinee. And then I went for a drink with my mum and dad. And whilst I was walking to the pub to have a drink to celebrate, they were like, oh, someone else has gone, like, gone off sick. Like, could you do tonight as well? And I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it was like a bit of a baptism of fire. But I think for me, that was the best way. Just yeah. like, get don't in, think. Get it done. Yeah. yeah. But it was such a lovely day. And then I was exhausted because like the adrenaline um, <laughs> and like, concentration and yeah I remember having like complete jelly legs getting on the train home my legs just like jelly but um yeah the best day the best day that's amazing (laughs) I love that (laughs) um so you've gotten to work with some pretty incredible people um but you've also kind of been in the queendom at one of those fun turning points of cast change um Mm -hmm. which was the first time we really dealt with the full scale cast change since the hype kind of took off. So what was that like kind of being in the theater with those with Millie and Amy and Maya departing and then Vicky stepping up and everyone kind of having to circulate those roles until um, Courtney and Danny, Danielle came in. Um. It was, I was nervous because I know that the cast had so much, so much love for them and fans were just like obsessed with them, rightly so, because they're incredible. So we were nervous. I won't, yeah, we were hopeful that they would like us <laughs> because you do, you grow an attachment as a fan to that cast. And especially if that's when you've been introduced to the show, that is the show to you. Yeah. So having a cast change, especially with such a small company yeah it's a big deal um especially so, when it's like literally half the main cast is yeah going as yeah. well like that was a yeah. big change it's not like one role is stepping out it's literally yeah cool. you're getting a half fresh cast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I think it helped that Vicky was staying not only was she saying that she was moving on to just do Howard yeah. because that was like a hype in itself so yeah because she'd been part of that cast, people loved her. And then it was like, oh my gosh, she's gonna be Howard, yay. Like then this big thing was surrounding that. And we just kind of slotted in like around that. Do you know what I mean? Um, and there were a few a few things that were hard. Um, I know like people have a certain idea of how that character should look or yeah. you know, what accent they should have or, and, and that can be difficult, but at the same time, you know the fans in the nicest possible way they don't owe they don't owe you anything they they love that cast so you have to now show them that you are as good in your own way and bring your own personality and it, it didn't really take that long for them to no. to you know not not that they were ever unaccepting but to accept us and and to love us and support us so it was quite a smooth transition um considering what a big change it was um and I think the Vicky going to Howard 
situation definitely helped that a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's been so interesting. And then obviously we had another cast change then when Vicky left and Sophie came in. Yeah. Um, and that must have been really hard. Like I've spoken to her about that, um, Sophie, because she was obviously joining by herself. So she rehearsed by herself yeah. and came in and we just tried to make a real conscious effort to make her feel as welcome as possible because that's hard. Like we'd got all this like sisterhood and like, and she felt like, oh, I've got to try and fit in with that. And bless her, it did not take her long at all because she's just like the loveliest person ever. Um, <laughs> and I sit next to her in the dressing room. So I, yeah, it was great. Um, but yeah, like it, it was, I think we then tried to do what the other cast had done for us and just welcome her as much as possible and make her feel like she'd always been there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, but it was it was pretty smooth, to be yeah. honest. It wasn't too bad. That's really cool to hear it from that perspective because, like, obviously I I just kind of entered the queendom, so I missed joining the hype on Millie and Amy. So right. you guys were kind of having everybody there was kind of my introduction. So, and cast change yeah. to me, like, I, I know cast changes and things, so, like, but for a lot of people this was their first musical that they like, it was either what brought them to the musical theater world or it was the first kind of show that they were attached to. And it was the first time they'd okay. actually experienced cast change. And it's like, yeah. it's a magical thing. It's one of the coolest things about theater because it's the exact same show. It's just different people. And it's just, yeah. oh, I just love it. It's great. It is cool. It's nice to see how people bring a different vibe to the show. Like yeah. that's fascinating to me. So on the alternate side of things, um, the awesome foursome that is you, Colette, Zara, and CJ. Um, <laughs> what's it like getting to work with likes of Colette that's been around and doing things at such a high level and all of that, and then getting CJ and Zara and learning that show and kind of transitioning in to this whole journey almost together? Yeah. Um, I just, oh God, I love them so much. They're just the best girls ever. Um, Colette is superhuman. I just don't, I don't get her. And I can't even hate her because she's so nice. So <laughs> not only is she talented, beautiful, she's also the loveliest human and the silliest human ever. She's just like, yeah, I, just crazy. And she's so young. Like she's, I think she's 22, which just oh, what? blows my mind. Like, yeah, it's just crazy. Um, I feel like I haven't done anything with my life right me now. Me too. I'm 25 <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, Colette, you've done so much. Um, but, yeah, she she's just amazing. And CJ had been really experienced. She'd done, like, um, Jamie and, like, Into the Hood and stuff. She, she'd been on, like, the West End and like musical scene for a while. And she's obviously got her incredible company as well. He was in Fields. Um, and Zara had had a lot of experience. Like she'd worked for Disney and she'd done like a, a touring um, show for about six months, I think, before six. And I was definitely the least experienced out of everybody. Um, so I just, I'm a bit of a sponge in situations like that. I just want to learn from everybody. So Colette was just, her swing brain is incredible. I mean, that is mainly what she's done since she's left um, college. She's mainly done been a swing. So she's so experienced with that. And so any sort of advice I needed on that, I'd just be like, Colette, how do you, 
how do you remember this? Or how do you write down in your, because we have like a swing Bible where you write everything down for each character. And just having someone there who had that much experience was so helpful. I can't even tell you, it was just brilliant. And she's one of those people as well that can never help you enough. Like nothing's ever a, a problem. Like she's just the best. And she's our dance captain as well. So we're really lucky. Um, and like Zara and Siege as well, like CJ is the most positive, like brilliant woman. And she just, she has taught me a lot about like myself and like confidence and being a woman and being confident. And cause just with her, with her company heels and feels like I must make myself once we're allowed, must make myself go to one of her classes because to me that is a quite daunting like going to a class we don't know anybody and but I've done some of her like meditations and things through her other um heels and feels account which is like a the heels in terms of like healing yourself rather than heal the shoe and it's just the most wonderful community and she just like exudes that as a person she's yeah. just yeah, she's just so welcoming and loving and yeah, just great. And Zara, we have, me and Zara just laugh so much. Like she's just hilarious and brilliant. Like they're all so talented. Like Zara is so crazy talented. Like she always says like, oh, well, I'm not really a dancer. And I'm like, Zara, come on now. Like you're amazing. Like she's just brilliant. Like, and she's like, oh, well, I'm not really a dancer though. And I'm like, in what world? Like, yes, you are. And she's just got this amazing like sass and energy about herself and like she knows her worth and she's got the most incredible voice like just learning from those women that in itself has been like a massive like learning experience for me because I think I've not been in a room with the, that many um sort of strong incredible women in one go like who are all you have similar interests obviously with being in the career that we are but you're all so different as well so it's so lovely to be able to learn from all those different personalities um and yeah I couldn't have asked for anything more in all honesty like they were just we just clicked as soon as we met we, we were like whoa we're so lucky yeah. like how lucky are we to to be doing going on this journey together and um even now like throughout lockdown we've got a, a queen's chat and we just we talk every day yeah. Um, there's not a day that we don't check in with each other and we've had like zoom calls with a gin and you know like we just we just get on so well and Shaq was Shakina was actually part of that as well because she was part of our rehearsal process and then obviously she she covered Cleves and Aragon in town for a while and before she went off on tour so we have like an alternates we have a chat called alternates massive on whatsapp and we always check in with each other on that as well so yeah, I just feel so lucky to have worked with them as colleagues, but to also now be able to call them my friends. And yeah. I know that probably sounds like such a cliche and that, oh, you know, you're just saying that, but I'm, I promise no. you I'm not. They're just the most brilliant women I've, I've met in a long time. Yeah. I just, yeah, I feel so lucky. Speaking of alternate massive, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the, the great sickness of, end of December early January where <laughs> everything kind of went haywire we had Jen come in from tour and it just threw everything into a into a a spiral what, what was life like on the west end for hell absolute hell <laughs> it was not fun what just every day was just like what will it be today like usually you're supposed to have the 10 of us in the building right just in case 
something goes wrong. Or sometimes it might be nine of us if someone, because we get one one hour away, they call it, a show off a week. Um, so unless it's like an emergency and I was needed to go on, I would get that ninth show as a show off because you should only really be doing eight shows a week because that's enough. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the time there were six people in the building. We were like, well, if anything happens, show or go down because there's no backup plan. <laughs> it was it was crazy. Like every day, and we're so lucky we've got the most brilliant company manager, Sunita. And we used to do circle time after every warm up, and we'd just talk to each other about how we were feeling and like give each other positive energy and like, you know, build each other up and be like, we've got this girls, like, you know, we've got each other, we'll support each other. And it was a really very difficult few months. Um, I think that's what cemented the kind of um, the cult following of the swings <laughs> was yeah, that period there when everyone realised how important swings are <laughs> to a show. Like it was like, oh, okay. Because like if, was, if that type of thing happens with like lame is or that type of thing, there, there's a ton of swings there to cover roles galore and yeah. But oh, honestly, Josh, it was. A- <laughs> oh, it was. <laughs> it was hard. Like I remember there was one day where Colette was doing a takeover. I think it was on the six account, and she was supposed to be doing, you know, like keeping people up to date with what she was doing that day. And she basically, I think, she did stuff in the morning. Then she got called on halfway through a show or something like that. And she was like, oh, we've like, and I think it was with like 10 minutes to spare. Like she got called on, on, on at like the quarter or something. And she was like, oh, I'm um, sorry, guys, got to go. And then she didn't post anything else that day until after the show. And she was like, guys, I mean, this is just testament to what sort of person she is. Guys, I'm so sorry I didn't do more on the takeover today. And she's like, Colette, you've just saved the show, hon. Like, really doesn't matter like just yeah, oh, amazing and bless man. jen being oh jen is just an absolute superstar oh, i love jen jen Cornwell. oh she's she, wonderful um... absolutely yeah. like top oh, class a person class a performer she's just amazing and yeah we were so lucky that she came and helped us out because geez that was oh that was a whole time yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh wonderful well Hannah, that nearly wraps us up. Um, we, we've got a couple of other things to touch on. Um, okay. What's your favourite track to cover? Oh, this is the hardest question ever. I know. That's why um, I saved it to kind of like at the end. <laughs> I think... Wait, did you say what's my favourite or what's the hardest? We can do both because that was my next question. Oh, okay. <laughs> my favourite, I think... I think it's par, I think. But there's really not much in it. It depends what day you catch me on. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes you feel like you want to just stand and have a okay. good old belt on that let's, seam. Let's put it this way. What track do you miss the most? Like if you had to perform a track tomorrow yeah, and you got to choose, what one would it be? Yeah, probably par. That's yeah. a heaps easy way to put it. <laughs> yeah, probably hard. Um, and then the hardest for me was Howard, hands down. Yeah. Oh, my God, I had a whole breakdown about Howard. Jeez. Oh, just, it was. I have such a, a respect for the Howards, and I've had oh a few of them God, on, and we've broken down their kind of developing there, and I'm just like, Whoa. 
it's a it's a whole yeah a whole other thing it's mad and that song it's just such a marathon oh. like isn't it a dream there's not like, choruses oh all choruses yeah it is but saying that it's probably the most rewarding part I've done yeah. like because it's so difficult when you nail it you're like yes like it's the best feeling ever um like I was so nervous to go on for Howard and then once I'd done it maybe like three times I was like I love her she's yeah. so much fun but yeah it's it's a lot during this whole journey what's been your favorite um kind of part of the journey to this point right now oh that's really hard I'm getting deep now we're gonna get yeah um I mean I think there's there's there must be a few I think the first would have to be just finding out that I that I got the job um because I just admired the show so much um but in terms of actually rehearsing and performing I think they asked me to sing Heart of Stone at a um a separate event um for a travel awards ceremony thing um, which was to do with six being on the Norwegian cruise um, liners. And that was quite a turning point for me because that was before I'd opened. It was like the first time I was performing a song from six as Hannah Stewart from six. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that was at the Lyceum um, where the Lion King is in, in town. And it's such a massive theater and it was such a huge event for this, incredible massive show I was like oh my gosh they're introducing me like at the Lyceum oh sorry at the Lyceum for six Hannah Stewart like those things just being together I was like oh that's that's quite cool like that's yeah yeah um yeah I just I've just loved it and I'm I'm quite happy not obviously not happy that lockdowns (laughs) but I'm quite happy that it's extended our time a little bit yeah. Because we're hoping, you know, when the theatres do reopen, we will be back. Yeah. Um, and to know that it's not done yet, because I would, I would be nearly at the end of my contract now. It was supposed to be, I think, the second of August <laughs> when it was ending. I'm pretty sure the Queendom would riot <laughs> if yeah. Six came back yeah. with all new cast. <laughs> so, yeah. So I just, yeah, I'm so looking forward to the day. We thought it was going to be soon, but. Um, obviously the driving can't happen now which is a massive oh disappointment but if you're okay to unpack it let, let's go through that emotional roller coaster that was oh. like yeah that was I mean, like you guys kind of got word that yo it might happen yep sweet and then yep it's happening and then a week later it was like it was very like so yeah, what was, was how and you guys have handled it like absolutely champs and like oh, I, thank you honestly like seeing all you guys like still sticking to social media and being able to continue on responding to everybody and just being like it's mm-hmm. hands down because like I would so not cool. be able to like so what <laughs> from your perspective how have you handled that roller coaster yeah it that's definitely the way to describe it is a roller coaster because like you said it was such a quick turnaround we heard about it and it was like are you in if it if it happens would you be interested and we were all like yes 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 oh my gosh like I'm in and within I think 10 days it was announced 
um, tickets were on sale, it was happening. We'd all started prepping. We were having Zoom rehearsals, like prior to going to Milton Keynes and rehearsing, we were rehearsing stuff on Zoom and going over things. And and then, yeah, like you said, it was about a week into those rehearsals and then it it all sort of was cancelled, which we were so excited to see each other, to be able to bring some joy to people because we need, I, I mean... I know for me, I needed a purpose yeah. and I was so excited about that. But more than that, I was so excited to bring a bit of lighthearted joy and theatre to people because I think people need it so much at the moment. I'm um, such a big believer that like this yeah. and going back to my kind of London walking tour thing. Um, yeah. Literally, you throw it back to the 1500s, the, the plague ripping through London. City yeah. of London shut down the theatres expelled the players from the city of London. They literally just went outside the city and built theatres to have the arts. Like, like this is the thing that is bigger than a lot of things. And a lot of people don't understand how integral the arts are to our society and how much of a role it plays in healing and moving on. Because whether you see it as going into a theatre and escaping into another world for an hour or um Mm. whatever it is like it's oh yeah I know I totally agree like we're so lucky in this day and age that we can have the arts in different forms so we can watch Netflix or we can watch a great film but there's something about being in a theater and witnessing something live that is like nothing else and Um, like don't get me wrong Hamilton on Disney Plus is great but oh my gosh how good is it it's fantastic Oh, but so I'm all, I'm also the kind of anti pro shot team. Like right. I like, like there is something about theatre that needs to be raw in the theatre because yeah. you can't experience a show through forced perspectives. Um, yes, no, I do agree. Like what, I mean, I was happy with Hamilton because I hadn't had the chance to see it yet, so yeah. I was like, yeah, I can see it. But yeah, I do agree. Yeah, I do. and like uh, maybe I'm coming from the perspective because I I have seen Hamilton, so sure. I was watching the show and being like, okay, we're missing a lot here, like because I can't see the ensemble create mm. this scene in the background because they're focusing on Burr's face in a close up here. Like, sure, I'm I'm a big picture person. I I like to watch the ensemble and that type mm-hmm. of thing. So, um. That's just my opinion. But yeah, no, I, I feel, get you. I, I feel like there's something about sitting next to a random person in a theatre and experiencing something. Yeah. Being on a journey with 300, 400, 1,000 people on that same thing in that same moment. It's special. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And we were just so excited to be able to do that for people, even if it wasn't in a, in a traditional way, but it was in a way that we could do it at the moment. and. Honestly, when we got the, we were supposed to be doing a rehearsal and we had an email from the producers saying, um, at the beginning of the rehearsal, we're just going to have a quick chat to you all because there's some stuff we need to like discuss. And we were like, okay, a bit weird. And then when I got on the call, everyone, it was a Zoom call, everyone ever that had been involved with Move 6, it was all of, all of our sound team, lighting, directors, choreographers all of the queens on the UK tour and town it was everyone and I was like oh this isn't good like I just had a feeling and Kenny Wax was just like listen guys I've I've got some really bad news um 
the driving unfortunately is unable to go ahead and honestly looking at everyone's faces on this zoom call is just horrible and it's making me like want to cry right now i know (laughs) i know it's horrible because it like you you know it's like i said i just it had been what had been keeping us going i think a lot of us because you know it's been hard not having a purpose and not earning any money and um that had sort of been the light at the end of the tunnel like I know it wouldn't be going back to six as if we knew it but it was still six and it was still sharing that amazing show with everyone and um yeah that was hard but then within like a few when we were talking on our queen's group chat afterwards and obviously all really upset and just sort of saying to each other let's just give ourselves today like let's just give ourselves today to be really upset we can cry we can have a gin and tonic. Do you know what I mean? Like just whatever you need to do. I had a bath and a fair few gin and tonics. and that <laughs> But um, let's just give ourselves today. And then after that, let's move on because it's not going to help us. We've still got to get through whatever this pandemic is going to throw at us. Yeah. And, you know, it's, there are, the thing is, there are bigger, more difficult things going on in the world. But when that, had become the forefront of your little world like it yeah. is a big deal so you have to allow yourself to like mourn it I suppose yeah. breathe and, and you know the thing that you'd imagined isn't going to happen now so let yourself feel those feelings and then move on so yeah it, it was it was such a big thing for like my perspective living in Australia I was never going to be able to see it mm-hmm. but the the content that was going to come from you guys being together like through the rehearsal mm-hmm. periods like just seeing that kind of thing was kind of like that thing but I just want to quickly shout out to the producers Kenny George oh um, yeah uh Andy Wendy thank you for trying yeah I know we said the same everything in their power to try and get this show back on stage because they really did try like and that's a testament to how special this show is to not only Mm you guys as cast and to the fans but to the producers the fact that they want to do everything in their power to make sure this show is back when it can be as yeah. soon as it can be is just it's exciting and I mean we're, we're talking about options of things and you know it won't it won't be imminent it won't be soon soon but we are we're thinking ahead already like they are you know rest assured they're thinking of ways and things they can do and so, yeah, we will be back. Carrie-Anne gave us a very lovely, <laughs> inspirational speech on our, on our Zoom call. It was like, guys, we will be back. This show, like, we'll be damned if Corona's going to keep us down. Like, we're going to be back. Don't worry. Like, so, yeah, just, yeah, hold tight, everyone. We're, yeah. we're trying so hard and we will be back. Um, oh. Just hold out. That's yeah. the, per- like, that's, it, it's real, guys. Like, allow yourselves to feel what you're feeling because of this, course. Is a, this is a, it's a crappy time and everyone's Mm. going to handle things at different paces, but just know that in regards to the arts and this show, there's tens of thousands of people feeling what you're feeling. Um, Whether that be cast, me, anyone else listening to this, like there's a lot of people feeling what you're feeling right now. And when this show comes back, God damn, is there going to be a party? Mm -hmm. Social media, you'll never see instagram and facebook the same way again once the <laughs> yeah. is back oh yeah all right so let's wrap things up on a happy note <laughs> yay <laughs> out of 
everything. Um, we've got we've got two questions. What's mm-hmm. been your best memory of? It could be a show. It could be a moment in time. Um, I've kind of already asked this question, um, but I'm phrasing it a different way. <laughs> As in, just to do with the show. Yeah. Okay. Um. I think uh, there was one occasion, you can, you can never tell when it's going to catch you. Uh, it always catches you off guard. There was one moment when I was singing Heart of Stone on stage and my whole body just went like goosebumps. And I had like, you know, when you, because you, you can sometimes end up not going through the motions, but you normalise things. So, you know, going to the arts every day became my job. Going on stage is my job. Cool. Uh, but then some days like this particular day, I just had that realization. It was like I landed in my body and I was like, you're doing this. Do you realize? Like, do you realize you are playing Jane Seymour in Six Musical in the West End of London? That was my and next question right there. That was, oh, really? <laughs> that, that was where I was going. I was like, do you ever have those moments that that's like, yo, I'm like, here, yeah, I'm like, I'm the oh my West End man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I think being able to see, there was another occasion as well, being able to see um, people's faces so clearly. We can see about halfway back in the stalls. Like we can see a lot of you. And there was this little boy in the front row. Oh, my gosh. And he had, um, obviously, was very poorly. And he had tubes in his nose. And he had, like, a breathing apparatus with him. And he was with his mum. And we were doing the Mega Six. And I was par. And so I was right by him in the Mega Six. And just the joy, honestly, on this little boy's face. He was stood up. He was dancing. He was singing every single word. And I was like... That, that is, that's why we do it like yeah. there is no better feeling than seeing that joy on people's faces yeah. like that little boy was going through so much but for that time he could just completely uh, escape that and I, feel nothing but joy and I, I yeah that was just like whoa what I, a job um, got to experience that with um, the Australian cast on opening night I had a seat that was kind of behind the front of the stage and I was looking mm-hmm. at their backs as they were performing and I could right. see the crowd, like, as you see them. Yeah. And to watch everyone's, like, reactions to things. Like, oh, man, it's just, it's... It is the best. <sighs> There's no feeling like that. So, yeah, I think I think they're my two, my two best. But, yeah, it's, it's the best job. I can't, I can't believe I get to do it, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this show is just incredible. Um, so, okay, I'm going to leave you with this one. Okay. And you might have to ponder this for a little while after. What's it like knowing that you are one of 8, 11, 15 people to go on as par? Uh, par and Seymour? Oh, I've never thought of that. Um, 15, oh, sorry, it's a little more than that. It's up at near 20. Okay. But still, um, <laughs> considering there's only 95 people that ever stepped foot on the stage to perform this show. Like, wow, yeah. That, I've never thought about those numbers. Um, that's quite overwhelming, isn't it? How cool uh, is that? Like, you are like... That is really, that is really cool. <laughs> um, wow, yeah, I feel... That's blown my mind a little bit. I I, I just feel honoured, really. Like you, you are one of the first 100 people to perform this show professionally. Wow. How cool yeah, is that? Yeah, that's incredible. I just... I, I, it's... Um, every time I kind of do one of these episodes, come from away, 
The line, you are here at the start of a moment, that is just constantly playing in my head with this show because there is just something about this show that is just... I don't think people... I don't even think I fully grasp how big this is. Like, I think we continue to grow and we continue to be like, oh, but I don't think we've hit that ceiling yet. Like you think the show has been performed in like something like 15 countries. Like once the cruises are gone to where they've gone, there's been nine different casts, like, 95 people perform the show like it's still early days and like (laughs) to have done that much so early on yeah like it's crazy this is just gave me goosebumps when you said that about come for away it's literally like (laughs) all i can hear is them you are here yeah god like it just so good. It's just like this. So is, true. Oh, I've noticed you've got your um your six jump rod as well. Loving yes, it. I'm <laughs> repping everything. Um, yeah. So, oh, I feel like I'm just. I feel like there's so much more to unpack here, but I just don't know where to go. Um, <laughs> you can always have me back. Okay. Well, guys, you back here first. Hannah's coming back. Yeah. Go to. <laughs> um, but we will wrap it up there um, because yeah. we have been going for an hour and a half. So, Queens, thank you for Oh, my gosh, have we? We have. Wow. See, time flies when you're being reminiscent and... <laughs> Having fun. Out. Exactly. <laughs> um, Queens, if you don't already and you're listening to this and you don't follow Hannah, <gasps> come on. Um, links are down below. <laughs> She's <laughs> called you out. <laughs> You've got to go do it. So jump on Instagram right now. Go show us some love. Um Make sure you guys are keeping your letters coming in for Project Herstory. Remember, deadlines close September 15th for Project Herstory. Um, One-page essays, get them into info at thequeendomonline.com and they will be published in a book to be delivered to the cast once we get things back up and running. Hannah clearly hasn't seen the video and we'll have a chat about this after we finish. (laughs) (laughs) And Queens, um, other than that, thank you for hanging out. And Hannah, thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Anytime. And we will see you next week with a brand new episode of the Queen and Podcast. Bye, Queens. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.